Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. It's so great to be here with you on this Friday evening. And I have an amazing guest. He is a good friend of Fiat Ministry Network and the host of Hungry for More. He has a very long and beautiful resume, but all of his work is centered around the great Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And we have a lot to learn. Uh, he is the executive director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada. Now I'm going to be reading a lot more about him and, and some of the wonderful work that he's doing throughout the show, but I want to welcome Alan Smith. Thank you, Anne, for having me on your uh, Friday night show. So I take care of Thursday nights, you take care of Friday nights, and it's nice that uh, I get to appear on your show. So thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. That's great. We're all friends here at Fiat Ministry Network because, you know, the mission at Fiat Ministry Network is to say yes to Jesus Christ. So all of our shows, really, that's what it's all about. And the way that you do that is through your life, through your faith, through your mission. And also a big part of it is your love of and your promotion of the great Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. So we have so much to talk about. Uh, I know that we've had different shows with you before where you've talked about different aspects of your life. So I'm hoping that during this episode that we can cover some new things that maybe some viewers don't know about you. So any stories that you want to tell us about your life, uh, I think that would be so interesting for all of us because I know that you are a husband, a dad, a father, and I believe a grandfather too. Yes. So why don't we start out with your family? I mean, I would love to hear about your wife, your kids, your, your grandchildren, and, and just your vocation in general, because you are really living the Catholic life. All right. Uh, some people say I'm living the dream, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, again, the dream had to start somewhere. And so um, I am a blessed man in that I'm one of 12 children. Mm. So um, my um, laid back attitude, my uh, love of life comes from being raised in a large Catholic family. So uh, there was a great deal of animation. Uh, we had very little TV. So we learned how to sing and dance and do improv improvisational comedy. And uh, so uh, a lighter side of life. So uh, again, this idea of uh, going out and singing for your supper comes naturally for me. So uh, again, the 12 children, uh, and of course, uh, it's a mixed family in the sense that uh, my parents uh, adopted five. Uh, so again, over the years, um, my parents would foster uh, children and uh, every so often uh, adopt one of the foster children. So, um, you know, I have two sisters that uh, have a native uh, heritage. And so when you line us up, uh, you'll notice uh, there's a bit of a different sing, um, skin color, but again, uh, when you get us all together, you'll know uh, we are family. So um, again, a blended family in a beautiful way, uh, but my parents uh, taught us by example to love our neighbor. And so uh, again, that 12 children experience, I recommend it for everybody, everybody. So, uh, but you know, I graduated from high school. I'm a decent student, uh, went away to college to study business. And my parents always said to us, uh, go and get your business degree, go and get your 
university education, but while you're doing it, pick up a trade. Uh, if you have a trade, uh, you'll be set for life. And uh, my brothers and I all took the advice of our parents. Uh, one of us became, you know, a mechanic. Another one is a plumber. Another one is an electrician. And so uh, amongst my brothers and I, uh, we all became men of trade. So uh, I am a pipe fitter by trade and uh, I've had my papers for 30 years. And so uh, I got my business degree and my uh, fitter's license. And so uh, I've had a good um, a good life, I like to say. Uh, an abundance of work. Uh, every house has plumbing in it. And so I've got a pretty good chance of finding work because uh, everyone in my neighborhood needs their pipes fixed at some time. So uh, again, been very uh, busy with a family business and of course uh, fell in love uh, 35 years ago to uh, my wife. And um, again, the Lord has blessed our marriage with three adult children, five grandchildren. And uh, our success is because we put Christ at the center of our lives and uh, we homeschool their children. Uh, we are a little bit different because uh, again, Catholic homeschooling uh, wasn't as popular as it is today. And uh, I have a bit of, um, um, I guess, um, a political side to me in the sense that I've run for office and been elected. Uh, so like you could, I'm really good at shaking hands and kissing babies, but uh, again, uh, was a school board trustee for many years uh, in the area. So when I was homeschooling with my wife, we had a lot of people looking at us kind of going, hmm, you're a politician on the school board and yet you homeschool your family. So uh, we were <laughs> giving a, a good witness. So uh, I'm a bit of a lightning rod. So <laughs> it just happens that way. But again, comes back from living um, you know, I, they say an animated life with the 12 children. So uh, we like fun and adventure, but uh, God has been good to me. Great wife, great children, great grandchildren, <laughs> not great grandchildren. That'll come in maybe another 20 years. But uh, again, a plumber by trade. People know me as the gas man. Uh, some people call me the pipe padre because I've been on radio for almost 20 years now. So they know this village plumber is the Catholic radio guy. And I do the Holy Rosary, Bishop Sheen, Lives of the Saints. So um, again, I get a lot of people uh, laughing when they go into their house to fix their pipes. Uh, we talk about radio and then they make the connection that it's my voice uh, that they hear every Sunday and I'm fixing their pipes in their house. So we have a good time. But uh, again, I'm a Renaissance man. I am, a, you know, again, a plumber, fitter, radio host. I'm a writer, so um, doing lots of things, lots of things, but I uh, don't want to overwhelm. I could talk for another hour about uh, how God <laughs> has worked in my life, but still, I think uh, you said it well. Business owner, father, husband, grandfather, again, a man of faith, and uh, God has got me busy in the vineyard uh, sharing the writings of the venerable Archbishop Colton J. Shane. That's right, and I think you're doing an amazing job at that. And you're a very good host, too. And I enjoy watching Hungry for More on Fiat Ministry Network. And I'm sure that your family is very proud of all the work that you're doing, too, because you're really spreading the gospel. And that's such an important thing. And it sounds like you were raised in a family where, from what you said, that your parents instilled that in you, the importance of faith, the importance of passing it on, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the importance of continuing to learn about your faith. And that's where Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen came into your life because you 
became intrigued by him. I know you told me a story on one of our other shows, perhaps the podcast, where you opened up the cover of the book and that's where it all began. Uh, I know that that's kind of a long story, but can you tell us that one again, just the short version of it? Yeah, because people ask me, they go, how does this plumber from Canada, this pipe fitter, uh, end up on EWTN television, uh, have best-selling books? Uh, You're intrigued. And so how did you make the connection with Fulton Sheen? And I say to people, um, this is something that I found later in life. Uh, The year was 2009. And uh, my good wife and I were dropping our daughter off at a Catholic campus, a little Catholic college called Our Lady Seat of Wisdom College. And I was getting my daughter safely off to the dorm. And my wife was in the uh, library uh, kind of looking at the books that uh, the students would have available to them. And there was a box of free books that the librarian was um, discarding. And so when she saw the sign saying free books, she went to the book pile and picked up a few copies. Uh, And one of those books was Fulton Sheen's book, Peace of Soul. And it was a little tattered old paperback. I think I have it. I think it's right here. I'll hold it up on the screen for people to see. But uh, again, Peace of Soul, uh, Fulton Sheen, 35 cents. And uh, the very first line of this book uh, is simply, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And uh, my good wife read this book to me on the way home as we were driving back from the college. And uh, Fulton Sheen got my attention with this one book and especially the beginning line of unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And uh, who's talking about saving souls anymore? Um, I love that language. I really do. I'm um, kind of a bit of a charismaniac, I like to say. And again, anybody that knows uh, people that have uh, had some years in the charismatic renewal, uh, they know that sometimes we can be uh, a very expressive, if that's a way way to put it. Uh, But still, uh, my friends and I through high school and college were out looking to try to save souls and uh, we wanted to engage the culture. And uh, so when I heard uh, Fulton Sheen say, go save a soul, I thought, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since high school and college, but I like to do that. So uh, he got my attention and uh, I started to read uh, some more of Bishop Sheen's books um, after reading that first book. And uh, boy, he started speaking to my heart and I realized he was, I had this gift of taking everyday conversations, our everyday problems, and he would uh, spend a half hour giving a lecture about the problem and then introducing uh, Christian, Christian principles, like um, uh, just, again, giving us an opportunity to bring Christ into the situation. So um, I started to realize he had a technique that was very good. And uh, I'm in a you know, self-employed situation where I go from uh, home to home fixing uh, pipes, but uh, it's nice to be able to share my faith with my customers. And uh, Fulton Sheen was giving me some great scripts to follow and to help engage the culture to uh, get them to have that conversation uh, that their life is worth living and that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And I think people will admit that. They will admit that to say, yeah, I do believe in God. I know there's this heaven thing. Um, I know um, it's there. Uh, Maybe you can help me get a bit closer to it. And that's what Fulton Sheen did week in and week out. He helped everyday people start to unpackage uh, their confusion about God. 
and he made it very clear. And uh, so again, this is what I share uh, as much as I can through my radio shows, uh, be it my website. Uh, I want people to plug in to the writings of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And if you watch even just one of his videos, you'll see his gift. You'll see his gift. Well, you've really made me become a more of a bigger fan than I was before because you had told me that on Sophia Press that they were having a sale <laughs> during the Christmas season. And I have one of the books that I've been reading, which is uh, Victory Over Vice. And I know you said that was one that you really liked, the bookmarks in there, as you can see. So I just wanna thank you that you've intrigued me to want to uh, read and learn more about him. And he was just so human, wasn't he? I mean, he was saint-like, but also he understood humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, he wanted to uh, tend to souls. I mean, you look at his priesthood, and he, um, from a very young age, knew he wanted to be a priest. And uh, it's beautiful when we see young men, especially when they express that they have a call to the priesthood. And so uh, Fulton Sheen, of course, entrusted his priesthood to Our Lady, and uh, of course, was always uh, seeking her intercession and developing a friendship with her. But uh, one thing I found, and um, again, his way of connecting the dots, um, I'll give you one example, because um, people always say, you know, how did he always seem to just end the conversation talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh, because you could almost sense that with Fulton Sheen, Jesus was his best friend. And he would share stories about his friend. And uh, he did that week in and week out. Uh, I remember one time he was, um, he just received his Emmy Award. Uh, he received two actually um, uh, for the best, uh, most outstanding person on television. And uh, he of course was thanking his writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because this is what um, uh, people who win awards, they usually thank their writers, their people, all around them. So uh, he was giving a reflection and he was talking about gratitude. And he was saying, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I won my award and I thank the Lord for giving me such great writers. But I watched people and uh, very few of them thank God. They were all thanking their writers, thanking, um, you know, different people, different staff. But how many of them thank God for the talent that God gave them? Um, you know, their singing ability, their acting ability, uh, those gifts come from God. And he said, you know, it reminds me of Jesus Christ. One day he healed 10 lepers and uh, sent them off. And only one of them came back and thanked the Lord. Uh, and he was a foreigner. And it kind of reminded me of that night with the Emmy Awards. Again, very few people thank God. And uh, he was able to make me think about Jesus and how, wow, how did our Lord feel after that? having healed 10 people, but only one person gave him thanks. I think sometimes we fall into that group of nine. And so he was able to talk about his friend, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and bring his life alive uh, so that we could relate to him. Again, Jesus was like us in all things but sin. And uh, week after week, Fulton Sheen was able to uh, bring us to that realization. Uh, but again, one of his gifts that he had was his priestly desire to bring souls to Christ. Uh, he was always looking to meet people um, and people who have given testimony of his life 
always said that he had a genuine interest in people. Uh, he'd meet you for the first time, but he would, uh, of course, look into your eyes and listen. And uh, again, Fulton Sheen had a great gift in that he heard literally hundreds of thousands of confessions over the years. And so he kind of knew what we were struggling with, uh, kind of had an inside track of what was uh, ailing society. Uh, but again, he was very much someone who tended to souls. And uh, when you look at his record of souls, uh, I believe he has hundreds of thousands of souls to his record, including some famous converts, uh, some movie stars, some mm -hmm. um, high-ranking businessmen, politicians. Again, just Google uh, Bishop Sheen's converts and you'll see a who's who. And again, he would reach out to movie stars and say, can we talk about your soul? And uh, wasn't afraid to have that conversation. And uh, that's what I'm wanting to. Don't be afraid to have this conversation to talk about my soul, your soul, and uh, the soul of America. And um, again, it's a good conversation to have. And Fulton Sheen continues that conversation with his many recordings, his uh, audio presentations, his video presentations, and his many books. His life was really incredible. I mean, there's so much to read about him. So I want to encourage people to go to your website. Please tell us like where they can learn as much as they can from you and from all of the resources that you have. All right. Um, back in 2012, I started to realize uh, people um, want to make it easy. Like just, uh, I thought, you know, if I was going to set up a website, I'd want to have every one of his videos on that website so that people would go to Bishop Sheen today. And that's the name of my website, bishopsheentoday.com. And there, what I was able to do was I, uh, brought every video I could find on Bishop Sheen and put it all into one uh, page. And then I thought, he's got 400 audio recordings. How would I go and grab those off the internet and bring them all into one website so that people would just click on, um, you know, a tab and of course, listen to hundreds of hours of his recordings. And there's so many free downloadable books and pamphlets uh, because many of these are what we call public domain. And many university websites have scanned books. And uh, so I was able to grab as many of those and I put them all on the website. So uh, I was just trying to make it easy so that people can, um, you know, if they wanna watch videos, watch videos to your heart content. If you're a reader, here's some free downloadable books. And if you're looking for some audio recordings that you could download as MP3s, they're all available on the site. And uh, naturally, I'm a thrifty man, so I love free. And so uh, what I just do is I make everything available for free. Uh, some people give me a donation uh, to help me with my uh, cost of running the website and doing the uh, work that we do um, here across Canada. Uh, of course, we buy airtime on a few uh, public radio stations because in Canada, we don't have any Catholic radio. Um, uh, we kind of live in a, what I call a socialistic uh, run country. And, uh, you know, uh, we, it's a beautiful melting pot, but uh, we do not have Catholic radio. Uh, the uh, CRTC, which is the Canadian Radio and Television Commission, uh, doesn't allow it. And um, so as Catholics, we have to purchase airtime on public radio stations and put our material on the radio. So I raise money to buy airtime to put the rosary on the radio 
and uh, Bishop Sheen's recording. So um, again, uh, we've got lots of work to do. And so uh, people know that. And so I appreciate all the donations that come through the website that helps me to do this work. And so uh, again, I think people are getting me. They kind of understand what this plumber is doing in Canada. It's all about just saying, hey, uh, Bishop Sheen touched my life. I want him to touch yours. And here, here's some videos, here's some books, here's some pamphlets. Enjoy. And especially listen to him because he has a voice second to none. Um, the way he, uh, you know, orates, if that's the right word to use. Um, he's vaudeville trained. He knew how to uh, use a pause and use it well. And of course, uh, his narration, um, it's just, uh, he's spellbounding. I mean, you could listen to him for hours and hours and watch him for hours. It's uh, so captivating. So uh, again, and I believe he's a saint. As so do so many people also believe that he is a saint, even though the church hasn't declared him a saint yet. Uh, we're pretty close, I think. Yeah, I, I appreciate all the work that you're doing. Now, you're also a very gifted author, and I would love for you to tell everyone about your books. Okay. Um, what I saw was I had the opportunity, uh, and I have some time on my hand. I'm blessed in that my son has come into my business, and he's kind of taken the burden away from me. He uh, does the majority of the bull work now. Um, of course, he's 31. He's uh, young and strapping. And so, uh, again, he's handling, um, you know, a lot of the business. So I have a lot of free time on my hand. And uh, so I've taken to uh, putting Sheen's uh, books into what I call anthologies or collections because I started to read his 66 books. And there's a lot of books that uh, maybe are a little bit over our heads, um, but, you know, books on philosophy, uh, some books on communism, uh, books on science. Uh, so not every one of his books is um, what I call mainstream, but he had a number of books that really spoke to my heart. And I felt if I could put them all together into one collection, uh, it would be very beneficial. And I started to realize that Fulton Sheen had a great love for preaching uh, Good Friday meditations and meditations on the seven last words. And in fact, I realized that he wrote eight books that were all penned uh, with the theme of the seven last words, but every year a slightly different variation. Uh, one year he would talk about the Beatitudes and the seven last words, and he would tie them in beautifully. Another year he talked about the seven deadly sins and use the um, seven last words as the antidote for those sins. And then the following year, he talked about virtues to offset the seven deadly sins and to practice the virtue, but he tied them again into the seven last words. So he did this year after year, and I thought, these are great life lessons. I need to work on my sin. I need to practice virtue. I need to live the Beatitudes. I need to increase my devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And Fulton Sheen had wrote these little books that I thought, these are just gold. And so I was able to gather seven books together and put them into one collection. And it's called The Cries of Jesus from the Cross. And I think I've got a copy here. I'll hold it up to the screen. I know Kent has uh, brought up the picture many times, but mm -hmm. uh, this book is, uh, again, seven books in one. And uh, it is one of the best-selling books for Lent because people always think of the cross and our Lord's passion. And they all want to kind of get into, I want to say the rhythms of having a good Lent. 
And so uh, we always prepare a Lenten reading guide and the book is easy enough to read during Lent. You can go from cover to cover and uh, again, use it as a retreat. And the way I break it down is one week I will work on meditating on the Beatitudes. And uh, again, after a week of that, you feel like, okay, I know how to live the Beatitudes now uh, in a more positive light. Uh, then we'll spend a week uh, talking about the Blessed Mother and increase your uh, devotion to her. And um, I think we all have to work on our relationship with our own mothers. And so uh, this book will help you do that because there is the 1945 book called The Seven Words of Jesus and Mary in this anthology. So uh, this is a manual that I put together uh, for my children because I thought as a father, I thought if my kids don't listen to me for all these years that, that I had them at home or even as adults, um, just ask them to read this book and read what's contained in this. And these are the life lessons that everyone needs to truly understand. And uh, one thing that uh, I began the book with was a line from St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, St. Thomas Aquinas wrote that uh, he's learned more from the crucifix than any book. And so Fulton Sheen points us to the cross because what we find in the cross and what we find in the seven last words that our Lord spoke from the cross, um, it really is the answer to the meaning of life. And uh, this is one thing I've encouraged people to do is spend time meditating on the seven last words. And uh, many people can do that even in their examination of conscience at night. And uh, those seven last words being simply, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This day you'll be with me in paradise. Woman, behold your son. And to the apostle you love, behold your mother. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think we say that every day, right? Um, the beautiful words, I thirst. And those, of course, were Mother Teresa's uh, famous words. She was always thirsting to uh, minister to the Lord, the marginalized, the poor. She saw our Lord uh, in so many suffering people, but our Lord is thirsting for relationship with us. In the beautiful words, it is finished. And Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. So these seven last words um, are what we like to call the greatest sermon ever told. And uh, we know the Sermon on Mount uh, of Beatitudes, but there's also the Sermon on Mount Calvary. And uh, Fulton Sheen said, there's no better preacher in all of history than the dying Christ. And there's no better homily than the seven last words. And so uh, I try to plug people into the seven last words to uh, get those words in your head and to meditate on them and to apply them to uh, your everyday life. And so uh, that's what that book was, uh, The Cries of Jesus from Cross. But now I also put together an anthology, which is called Lord Teach Us to Pray. And it is a collection of Sheen's writings on the topic of prayer. Uh, because I thought, okay, um, I've made a lot of spiritual progress meditating on the seven last words. But I also knew that my prayer life needed a little bit of a jump start. And I started to realize that Fulton Sheen put together many pamphlets that he would give out uh, to the listeners of the Catholic Hour. And he put these into distribution in the hundreds of thousands. Um, he did a little booklet on the Holy Hour, and there was like 400,000 copies distributed. Uh, he did a little uh, booklet on prayer called The Armor of God, and hundreds of thousands of copies were distributed. And so I was able to take all those little pamphlets on prayer and put them into this anthology. 
And so in this book is a whole chapter dedicated to the Our Father and the seven last words. Uh, Calvary and the Mass, Sheen's writings on the Mass, the Holy Hour, uh, meditations that we can take uh, with us and to, to ponder. And uh, again, Fulton Sheen was a big um, uh, proponent, he had a big, um, he had a love for the Holy Hour and he wanted everyone to uh, make a Holy Hour. And so he thought, I'll give you uh, some work. So when you go to pray, take these meditations with you and you'll enjoy your Holy Hour even more. And so the Stations of the Cross, Meditations on the Eucharist, Meditations on Our Lady, all the things that Fulton Sheen wrote on prayer, I gathered them together and put them into this anthology. So um, kind of a one-two punch. And um, again, this is what I try to recommend to people. Sheen's writings on the cross, his writings on prayer, and uh, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Uh, again, we preach the power of the cross. Um, again, that's what Paul said that I preach Christ and him crucified. So uh, that story touches our hearts when we realize that Jesus came and took on human flesh and laid down his life for his friends. Now that's love, that's love. So um, he kind of rocked my world, if that's the, your, the term you wanna use, uh, but he got my attention. Uh, Jesus Christ died for me and suffered. And uh, again, I'm just starting to feel some gratitude now. And I really want to share that message with the world too, is that we need to be grateful for God's love of dying on the cross for us. So uh, the anthologies hopefully uh, get that message across. And that's what Fulton Sheen did for many years on television. He wanted us to have a conversation with God and to take into account uh, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And uh, if you watch him closely, a lot of times you'll see him put his hands over his cross and kind of hang on to it uh, because he wants us to, um, again, focus on our Lord's love for us. So, I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and I give <laughs> parish missions and retreats um, about the seven last words. So it's uh, kind of my wheelhouse. But um, again, uh, there's a, I think what Kent and I did, um, a show one time, it was called The Seven Last Words on Fitness and Weight Loss. And it was mm -hmm. kind of a New Year's show. I tell you, it was a very uh, well. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, because again, I, I always say you can apply the seven last words to almost anything. Uh, Sheen was able to apply it to sin, virtue, the Beatitudes, people who hate uh, um, the church, um, of course, Our Lady. And so I thought, well, maybe I can apply it to fitness and weight loss. And uh, we just joked around. And so I always say, okay, let's do this. You know, let's, let's um, entertain everyone. And so we thought, okay, fitness and weight loss. So um, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, that was always my mother. She was always feeding me. <laughs> and, you know, she didn't know anything, mean, you know, always, um, you know, Portuguese, Italian, it's like, manja, manja, eat, eat. And so uh, you can't uh, win against those, um, uh, loving mothers and grandmothers who just want to feed you. So I have to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and people can relate to that. That's you know, right. when, when we think of uh, the good thief, when he said, um, uh, remember me, <laughs> you know, and he said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. And I think when we have this fitness journey, this diet journey, uh, we need to have that odd reassurance that there is going to be paradise. There is hope. And uh, that's one thing that the good thief teaches us is to have hope and to put our trust in the Lord. And he did, and he received a great reward. And we have to do that too. 
Um, when I think of uh, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother, uh, we need mama's help. And um, the Blessed Virgin Mary is watching everything. So when I'm on a diet, I try to bring the Blessed Mother uh, into the program <laughs> to kind of say, guide me, you know, let me be your son. And give me that little whisper to say, you know, hey, don't be going for that third portion. Don't be going for, you know, tamper, tamper, tamper. So we need the Blessed Mother. We need her help. Um, you know, the fourth word from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think we've all struggled with that. Anyone mm -hmm. who is on a weight loss program, like we all make a total mistake and we call out to God saying, why have you forsaken me? But he doesn't forsake us. Um, he never abandons us. And uh, the, the words I thirst, you know, we got to drink our water if we're losing weight, right? Drink your water, drink your water. Um, it is finished. There is this whole thing. You got to do the work. Um, our Lord finished his work. He came to this world to complete his mission. God the Father asked him to come and lay down his life, and he did. And so we have to finish our mission uh, to be successful in our weight loss and fitness goals. And uh, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Uh, we can't do this without God. We need God to help us on this journey. So uh, again, that's taking the seven last words and applying it to fitness and weight loss. And you see it works because uh, Fulton Sheen for 58 consecutive years uh, gave a different talk on the seven last words and applied a different theme to it. So um, everything through the lens of the cross. Uh, that's one thing I've learned with Fulton Sheen. So uh, you got problems? Go to the cross and uh, you'll, you'll realize you have less problems after spending a little bit of time in meditation on our Lord's passion. Amen. You know, thank you so much for sharing. That was so packed with, with wonderful information for us to grow in our faith. Uh, we do have a whole lot more to talk about, but we do have to take a short break here at Fiat Ministry Network. So uh, Al, will be back here in just a few minutes to everyone. We'll see you soon. Hi, my name is Ann DeSantis, and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatus.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at 8 o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatus on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at 8 o'clock Eastern Time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. 
And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck rope in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you on your own could have done this. we are called to sing all of us are called to sing all of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church uh, often with my choirs I I ask them to listen to each other to listen to the the sound that they make together as one that's what we're aiming for through the harmony or unison we're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Welcome back to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. Amanda Santos with Alan J. Smith. He's the host of Hungry for More, the executive director of the Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, and also a whole lot more than that. He's a dad and a grandfather. We had uh, a wonderful first half of this show. And uh, I wondered, Al, if we could talk a little bit about this year of St. Joseph. Did did Fulton J. Sheen have anything to say about St. Joseph that we can hear about? Yes. Um, I think if you, uh, we did an interview with Father Calloway and uh, Father Don Calloway, of course, his book, uh, 33 Day Consecration to St. Joseph, uh, is just full of great uh, testimonies of the saints and how they uh, championed St. Joseph, uh, gave um, um, just an accounting of how when they prayed to St. Joseph, 
uh, the prayers were answered. So uh, Fulton Sheen wrote a fair amount about St. Joseph. Um, he was one to uh, make us understand that the pictures that you might see of St. Joseph being an aged uh, man uh, would be incorrect. Uh, young men don't walk across the desert uh, to Egypt, you know, and um, again, he would have had this vitality and vibrancy to him. So uh, again, Fulton, she makes that very clear. Uh, but uh, again, um, the words that we find in scripture about going to Joseph, uh, Fulton Sheen uh, repeated those to us and recommended that we would have a relationship with him and uh, know that, uh, again, God chose St. Joseph. I think we think a lot about the Blessed Virgin Mary and how God chose her, but uh, he also chose St. Joseph. And so there's something very special about him and to learn from him. So uh, Father Calloway, uh, there is about four Fulton Sheen uh, quotes in that book. So um, again, he's a devotee to Fulton Sheen, Father Calloway is, and uh, he took some time to uh, find uh, Sheen's writings. And most of his writings on St. Joseph is found in the book, uh, The World's First Love. It's uh, Sheen's book on the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, so there's a whole section there where he speaks to St. Joseph. Uh, but I'm very happy to, of course, uh, celebrate this year of St. Joseph because um, again, I am a man of trade. So I've um, kind of live in the dream. I, I've kind of lived a Joseph life in the sense of uh, my son started working with me since he was five years old. And uh, so every day we would go out and uh, work in the, um, I want to say the shop. And uh, of course he worked under my uh, direction for all those years and he uh, got his trade papers and um, again, is doing well, but I got to be a Joseph. We would go to Holy Mass together in the morning, uh, do a Holy Hour together, uh, go out and work. And so I got to live the dream. I got to be a Joseph myself. And so I have a great affinity to him. And uh, again, I'm a part of a group called the Fathers of St. Joseph, and you may find them on the internet. In fact, uh, they just released, and I think I have a copy here. It's the new book um, that, um, again, I have so many books on the go here. Um, oh, here, I just found it. <laughs> I've been reading this. It's called uh, Custos, and it is um, a consecration to St. Joseph. Uh, it's a 33-day consecration uh, to follow up with Father Calloway's consecration. Uh, Father Calloway's consecration is a beautiful uh, daily meditation where you uh, read the lives of the saints and uh, get a better understanding of St. Joseph. But what Custos does in this 33-day uh, preparation is that you start to imitate St. Joseph. You try to take on uh, many of his qualities of how he was a man of prayer of course, his dedication to his wife and his children. So uh, you get to shoulder up with St. Joseph in this consecration. So uh, I recommend it to everyone. And again, it's a new release called Custos, and it's through the uh, Fathers of St. Joseph. And uh, the uh, author is Devin Schaap. And of course, he is uh, quite popular. So Fathers of St. Joseph, look this up. And again, uh, we can't... Um, not spend enough time with St. Joseph and um, the saints gave testimony to that. So uh, I will give my vote to say, have him in your life, make the consecration. And um, again, entrust uh, when you do your consecrations and many of our viewers have a Marian consecration. They of mm -hmm. course consecrated their lives to Jesus through Mary using the Montfort formula. And uh, um, 
what Father Callaway does is he uses a similar consecration, uh, but includes the name Joseph. So uh, when I do my daily consecration, now I consecrate myself to Jesus through Mary and Joseph, uh, cover all the bases. So, and you can see by my hockey jersey, uh, I am a bit of a sports fan. And um, uh, one time um, my team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, traded our goalie, Curtis Joseph. And I was devastated that our uh, management traded away one of our best goalies. And so uh, as a response to that, I put the names Jesus Mary above the name of Joseph. And I've been wearing that jersey uh, for many years now to hockey games. And it's a real conversation starter because people see Jesus Mary Joseph. And unfortunately, many people use it as a swear, um, you know, <laughs> a swear term. But I correct them and say, no, 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 it has to be used properly. So uh, handle these names with care and uh, use them well. So uh, again, people love it. So I wear my faith on the back of my hockey jersey and I wear my faith on the back of my work clothes. And people who know me as the gas man know that uh, my clothing line has the words, pray, trust, don't worry on the back. And it's Padre Pio's slogan, uh, slightly modified. But when I'm working on someone's uh, pipes in their house and I got my back turned to them, they're reading my uh, hoodie and uh, you know, things, the, the, you know, uh, the wheels are turning. Uh, pray, trust, don't worry. What does that mean? And it's a great conversation starter. So, amen. Uh, again, yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to go out and share your faith and be bold. And uh, again, it's the Great Commission. I like to say, uh, I'm on a mission to try to bring souls to Christ. So, uh, do it with your work clothes and your play clothes. And uh, hopefully, at the end of the day, we might have a few souls uh, to our record. So, Again, Fulton Sheen reminded us, remember, there is a judgment day and you have to go and face the judge. And he's going to ask you a question. Show me your children. Show me your children. So uh, have we taken that seriously to try to uh, have some spiritual children, especially where we brought people to the faith? And I know on that, that account, Fulton Sheen has helped me a great deal. He sure has. I, I just love hearing your stories. And uh, I'm glad you brought up that jersey in the back and also that you wear the sweatshirt, uh, the hoodie when you're at work. That, and I see them both behind you and I'm sure everybody else does too. Uh, hey, how about we talk about Lent? It's coming up soon. And how can we be enriched by the writings of Fulton J. Sheen during upcoming Lent, which is right around the corner? All right. Um, again, I recommend... Um, everybody taking the time to uh, purchase some Lenten meditation books. Naturally, I'd love you to purchase a book, um, The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, um, a Sheen Anthology available through Sophia Institute Press. But uh, again, I think it's this whole idea in business, we always say you need to have a plan. And if you fail to plan, well then plan to fail. And what happens to all of us is we don't really ever have a plan uh, in place. Uh, Lent arrives, and the next thing you know, it's Ash Wednesday, and we're getting ashes on our forehead, but we still don't have a plan. We don't really have a goal of spiritual reading or some meditations. Uh, I try to get everybody to get their plan in place before Lent even starts, and so part of that plan is to make sure you've got some good spiritual reading, and uh, again, who better to go to than uh, Fulton Sheen, because he wrote extensively on the seven last words, our Lord's passion. And uh, again, I think these folks have touched the lives of hundreds of thousands of souls. 
and they do so year in and year out. So uh, my first recommendation is make a plan. Have a plan in place. And uh, whatever that is, if it's a spiritual reading, uh, trying to get to church every day to even just pray. I know there's many restrictions uh, all across North America with churches either being open or closed. But uh, maybe you might even just say if the churches are closed, I'm going to make sure that I schedule time in my own home to uh, have a quiet holy hour uh, just with my Bible, my books, my meditations. And uh, it sounds weird to say I have to schedule it in. But sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to schedule Jesus into our lives and uh, put him on your calendar and say, it's from nine to 10, I'm gonna set myself into my room and close the door and pray. And um, again, the scriptures give us that advice. So all of these things have a plan, but uh, spiritual readings on our Lord's passion. And uh, then we'll start to realize God does love me. Wow, look what he did for me. and. When I give parish missions, always on the first night of the parish mission, I give a talk about the cross. And I ask people where the crucifix is in your life. And I hold up the crucifix and I say, you know, um, how many of you have these in your life? And if I said, I'll give $100 uh, to every crucifix that you can find in your home um, and bring them to me tomorrow night of the mission, uh, I'm sure I'd have to give out tons of $100 bills. But the problem is that these crucifixes are in our drawers. They're just sitting in the corner. Um, how many of us have a crucifix in our life? Something that we carry with us, something that we can have on our desk. So every time we go to our desk, we look upon the crucifix and have that conversation with God. And so this is what I try to do is I want to introduce the crucifix into people's lives. Uh, because the crucifix can change your life. Uh, there's two people in the world, Fulton Sheen would say, or two groups in the world, those who can embrace the crucifix and the message it gives, and those who cower away from it. Uh, I remember Deacon Harold Sivers giving a talk one time. Um, he always wore a big crucifix around his neck, mm -hmm. and some woman said, you got to take that away. That offends me. That offends me. And he said, well, just don't look at it then, right? He kind of pushed her back. But it's still this whole thing. This offends people because it reminds them of their sin. Sin has a price. And Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins. And so a lot of people get very guilty when they look on a crucifix. And that's why they prefer a cross and not a crucifix, because it doesn't engage them in the same way. So uh, that's what I try to do, introduce a crucifix into everybody's life because as I said earlier, St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, you'll learn more from the crucifix than any book. So uh, go and find these. If I'm asking you to get ready for Lent, buy the book, The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, find a crucifix, find as many as you can and put them all over your home. Uh, I, I grew up in the day where every room, there was a crucifix in every room. And in the school, every classroom had a crucifix in it. So. Um, and they used to be in office buildings, public buildings, uh, but, you know, the devil took them down <laughs> because it offends people. It reminds them of God's great love. So uh, get these back in your life. That's what I try to say at the parish missions is get a crucifix in your life. And we'll begin with the cross. And then, of course, um, there's many other talks I give and we can go into that a bit later. But uh, still, this is my recommendation. Get one of these in your hands for Lent.
and every day spend a little bit of time. I remember an old priest, he convicted me. He got up and he says, how many of you have a cross? How many of you have a crucifix in your home? And we all kind of go, yeah, yeah, I got some, Father. And he says, but now, how many of you put a crucifix in your hand every day? Look at your crucifix. Tell the Lord that you love him and kiss the crucifix tenderly. How many of you do that? Well, he got us because none of us meditate on the cross. None of us meditate on our Lord's passion. We have these as symbols, you know. It's part of the decorations. It's part of the, the wallpaper sometimes. But what we need to do is put them in our hands and have a conversation. Jesus is speaking to us from Calvary. He's giving us his seven last words, and we need to listen to him. Listen to him. Mm -hmm. So, again, can't say it enough. Get a crucifix in your life. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder, too. And I must say that is a beautiful crucifix that you're holding there. Yes, it's a Jesus the Listener crucifix. It's, um, oh, is it? Yeah, you'll find him on the internet, Jesus the Listener. And what uh, is so beautiful is that he is on the cross, and he's got his hands outstretched, but he's leaning forward to listen to us. And uh, again, it's a beautiful presentation. So, uh, and I love it in that it's, um, I can put it in my hand. I remember I had a very painful surgery one year. And when I recovered in surgery, um, boy, it was a rough go. And I had this crucifix and I squeezed on it and squeezed on it and realized that, uh, again, my pain was great, but our Lord's pain was greater. And so uh, it was a very uh, great consolation to have this. And so, uh, again, uh, many priests and uh, religious have said and recommended that we have small crucifixes uh, in our pocket and carry them with us. And Fulton Sheen uh, gave away many crucifixes uh, when he'd be in the missions. He remember the one story he talked about how he met 500 lepers and he had crucifixes to give to each leper. And so uh, when the first leper came to him, he just kind of dropped the crucifix on the top of the hand of the leper and it fell to the ground. But then Fulton Sheen realized he had to present it to the uh, leprosy victim and put it into his, his hand. And uh, that day he said there wasn't 500 lepers, there was 501. But again, to give uh, those um, uh, good souls the crucifix, that's what he did. And he did that in New York City. He would go to jewelers. And uh, a lot of times jewelers, the crucifixes were given to, to the jewelers. To uh, They were just, you know, some, I remember a group of religious sisters handed in their crucifixes. And uh, the jeweler phoned Fulton Sheen. He says, what's with your nuns? Um, you know, I got all these crosses. Well, he bought them back from the jeweler and then made sure they found good homes. So uh, again, he knew the value of the cross. So sometimes we... Um, again, remove the crucifix for the wrong reasons. Uh, and I can tell you this personal story as a plumber. Uh, sometimes the beautiful treasures, the Catholic treasures are in the furnace room. Uh, because when I go into a house, I got to make sure that the water heater works, the furnace works. And uh, sure enough, when I'm in the furnace room, there is these beautiful pictures of the Sacred Heart of Jesus lying up against the wall. Sometimes crucifix is sitting up in the corner and I'll come upstairs and I'll say, wow, that's a beautiful picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus you have on in the furnace room. I say, you need to put that upstairs. You need to put that front and center. And they always say, well, no, what would the neighbors think? 
mm. if I put that picture of Jesus up, uh, what would, uh, you know, I couldn't do that. That's my mother's crucifix. That's my grandma's. I didn't want to throw it out uh, for all a bit of shame sometimes of our Lord. So what will the neighbors think? Um, don't want to be saying that on judgment day uh, to right. the Lord. So uh, again, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But I tell that story all the time that uh, it's sad, but in my day job, I find some beautiful Catholic art in the furnace room. So um, mm. they never give it to me though. <laughs> they, keep, <laughs> they keep it. So <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show because I know that you have your own show here on Fiat Ministry Network and people have heard you talk before, but you know, we can never get enough of your stories and, and all of your wisdom about not only Fulton J. Sheen, but your own personal wisdom and your faith that you've grown, that's grown over so many years. And uh, so I just want to thank you for joining us here on Journeys in Faith. I hope you come back here again. I think you will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've got lots to say. And um, this is the thing when Fulton Sheen, again, 66 books, 20 years of radio transcripts, 20 years of television shows, um, hundreds of lectures. Um, there is this library that, um, again, I could do a show every week on a different book and or a different theme. So uh, I got content. I've got lots of content. That's so right. I've always got something to say. Um, and again, this is part of my joy. And in 2021, I'll be doing a lot of programs where I'm going to be reading uh, and putting up on the screen uh, the discontinued books that still haven't been uh, republished. And that's what I try to do is take his lost works and represent them again so people can enjoy them. So uh, we're going to do about 10 of his lost books uh, in 2021. And uh, I know I was able to put three of his lost works into the Cries of Jesus from the Cross. When I put together that anthology, three of the seven books hadn't been seen in 80 years. So we were able to, uh, you know, reawaken them and um, put them back into circulation. So I uh, love doing that because there's some stuff that Fulton Sheen wrote that needs to be said again and again. And again, so uh, that's one of the projects I'll be doing in 2021. And you'll find me on uh, my bishopsheentoday.com website and my own uh, YouTube channel that you can find Alan Smith, the School of Sheen, and you'll find me there. So thank you again, Anne, for having me. And oh. again, look forward to coming back in the near future. In, yes, uh, please do. Please do. You're an amazing guest, really. We appreciate you so much. And I know that uh, Fiat Ministry Network does too so much. And please watch Hungry for More. His, his show here right on this channel. So now I also want to invite all of you to go to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry because on that page, you will find uh, an opportunity to be a member of the Discover Your Mission series. And within that series, we have a program there called Five Minutes of Faith. You can go there and there's going to be a show uh, where Al Smith will give three ways to grow in your prayer life. So do be sure to check that out. And again, Alan, thank you so much for joining us again. Oh, you're welcome, man. And um, I'll say to you what Bishop Sheen said to everyone, God love you. And God love you too. We'll see you all next week here on Journeys in Faith. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv and be sure to friend, follow, and like us 
on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.